Hello and welcome to Wednesday night service. It's an honor to be in your house, in your living room, and sharing Christ with you. I'm so honored to be sharing the Word of God with you this evening, and I know God's going to do a mighty work in your heart, deep within your soul, and we come to a much better understanding of who He is. I'm passionate about the Word of God, and I know God's going to do something in your heart, in your home, in your children, whoever is watching with you, I, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your word came forth in power, that you send it out to accomplish everything that it, you, you already wired in it to accomplish, and you said it won't return to you void. As we share your word this evening, I pray, Lord, that it works deep within our hearts, deep within our souls, that in everything that we do, even in this season, God, I pray that your light shines through all the darkness, through every need, through every desire, through every want. And I pray, Lord, that your glory shines like never before, the brightness of your gospel into our hearts. Amen. I know I grew up in Africa. Uh, in, in seasons like this, it's very different. Uh, I'm learning about the American culture a lot because I'm, I mean, malls are full of people. Uh, you go on the road now, there's traffic. And the message of Christmas is almost very evident. Everybody is having an opportunity to connect, to think about who to give a gift to, to think about who to love. But I remember in Africa one time, uh, it was after a service, and my dad had invited everybody to come to our house for dinner that day. And everybody was so excited. To us, Christmas was, you got the best dress, the best suit, the best jacket you could find, and you went to church. And after church, it was a party for the entire village. The whole community gathered together, and we shared food. We didn't share gifts. We didn't share anything else but gifts. And I remember this one time, my dad was preaching a message, and then he says, why is it that we celebrate the greatness of what God has done. But we really understand so little about what the Father did. That, that stuck with me so much because Christmas is God giving. Christmas is, is God saying, this is the hope of mankind. Christmas is God saying salvation and glory, newness of life, hope unto mankind. And those words kept ringing into my spirit that maybe also Christmas is about receiving everything that God intended for us. You may be going through something right now. Maybe this is a Christmas that someone is going to be missing on the table. Maybe this is a Christmas, your first Christmas without a loved one. Maybe this is your first Christmas when you can't gather with your entire household. Maybe this is your first Christmas to have somebody in the hospital. And, and maybe this is your even other Christmas when some of you can't even be at church. 
Can you still receive from God this gift that he has given us? This gift where it doesn't differentiate between rich and poor. This gift doesn't differentiate between alive and dead. This gift is what gives us life to live in this world that we're in. In other words, God gave his son that you and I should live. And on this season of this life that we're in, I'm surrounded by COVID, surrounded by, I mean, politics, surrounded by all kinds of challenges in the world today. The hope is still Jesus Christ. But let me challenge you with this. Do you think Jesus only came to teach us how to be good spiritual people? You think he only came so we could live life successfully in this world? Because that would change the meaning of what this season truly is. I believe the essence of why this season is here is so as God could introduce us to himself. The essence of the gospel becomes clear when we understand that Jesus is the full revealing of the Father. True Christianity is the gospel and the message of Jesus walking through us. So this is the season where people have to see proof of the gospel in us. People have to see the love of God in us, not what we portray as love because only the ones that have money can give. This is a, a love even those that have nothing in material resources can give. This is a season where the will of God today is still the same 2,000 years ago. This is a season for healing. And I'm sure most or some that are watching, maybe you have pain. As I'm sharing this, I can, I'm believing and seeing that you're going to learn something today that's going to change your condition, that's going to transform what you're thinking, that's going to trans- transform what you're doing, even with your family. And I truly believe the proof of the love of God is in the message. And the miracles of God are only a signpost to this message. All through Jewish culture, the Jews believed that no man could see God and live. And for a long time, it it left me confused why Moses was asking about the glory of God. It left explanations misunderstood But Christmas to us, the birth of a Savior from heaven, confirms all the law, the prophets, and the Psalms come to a point of being expressed as the logos of God in the form of a baby. In other words, everything that Moses had written about, everything that Isaiah had said, everything that Moses had seen when he saw the glory of God, now had come into being, into a person. Your healing manifested, your your provision manifested, your deliverance manifested in this season. It's a season to manifest the message of God in our lives and the manifestation of who Christ is. Let's go to John chapter 1 verse 17 through 20. It says, for the law was given by Moses. The law was given by Moses. The law was from God. The purpose of the law 
was to make the sin more sinful. In other words, our sin nature was going to be more expressed by the law of God. In other words, at the end of this, the result is supposed to be that we discover how much we need God. In the Old Testament, there was these preparations of how people would do atonement for their sin to be forgiven. And so the law could say, you'd bring two doves, two pigeons, a goat, and a lamb to the temple, and the priest would take them on the altar and do all of the sacrifices. But can you imagine if, if, if there was a poor person who did not have no cows, who didn't have no goats, had no doves, had no, no pigeons? Was salvation or forgiveness of sin not possible for them? Think about it for a minute. It seemed like the sinful nature of man was enjoying because now the rich could go on sinning because they knew at the end of the year they could just go buy some pigeons and buy some doves and take them to the priest. But the poor person had to find ways to let go and personal discipline themselves to be able to at least go a year without having to kill a dove, which is impossible. And that's why you see Christ comes. It goes on to say, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the heart of the gospel here, which is this season is very important to the heart of the gospel. No man had seen God before this. And by seeing, I mean to perceive with spiritual perception. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom. The word bosom means an intimate presence of, of the Father. And He has declared Him. In other words, He has revealed Him, made Him known, which means to interpret and to unfold in teaching. So, what the heart of the gospel is doing into our hearts is it, is it, it, introduces to an, it introduces us to an intimate presence with the Father. It reveals the Father to us. In other words, He was there, but there was so much darkness in our lives that we could not see. And He has made Him known. In other words, now we, mankind, have the ability to know God be in relationship with him, but also takes it farther, be able to interpret and to unfold in teaching. John 14.9 says, He that has seen me has seen the Father. In other words, God is preaching to mankind and saying, whatever had held you back, whatever had held you down, whatever had kept you away from me, I'm destroying it. I'm destroying the yoke. I'm breaking through the walls. I'm coming after you. But now you have a role. If you want to know the Father, you got to know the Son. If you want to know the Father, you got to know the message. If you want to know the heart of the Father, the Father sent the Son. I truly believe that even in my own heart right now, I can sense a, a presence of God like I've never known before. As I was preparing for this, I felt like God was saying, David, how are you staying aware of my presence? And I want to ask you that question. How are you staying aware of God's presence in this season? 
Are you an ambassador of the gospel? Is Christ's work in you evident to the people around you? You're sick right now. I declare healing in in your body that you may testify of the greatness of God. I thank you, Father, for doing what you accomplished for us on that cross. And by your stripes, I know we are healed and we're made whole. Let's go into Hebrews chapter 1 and verses 1. It says, God who at sundry times, who, meaning many portions of truth, and at diver, in diverse manners, spoke into time past unto the fathers by the prophet, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he met the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat at the right-hand side of majesty, I'm going to repeat this. God who in sundry times means all through time there, there were portions of truth in diverse manners. Speaking, in other words, God gave inspiration in time past to the fathers. This is Abraham, Moses, Isaiah. Uh, these, these patriarchs had the message and through, by the prophets. And now in these last days he has spoken by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the In other words, God is saying this is the same power that I used to create the world in the beginning. And I'm choosing to manifest my heart, my thoughts, my ideas, which is what we call logos, into the world now, so the world can know the heart of the Father. Maybe the essence of the gospel is not you just living free of whatever you want and, and limiting it to that. Maybe the essence and the heart of the gospel is you knowing the heart of the Father. When Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, he means it. When he says, by his stripes you were healed, he means it. This is a season that we're in, it's an era that we're in. It's a time that we're in where Christians are going to be known because of the God that they serve. T.L. Osborne put it this way. He said, you know, it's not the power that's lacking in the church today. It's the true preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I remember growing up in in meetings where miracles were happening left and right. But I also remember this, that the gospel went out forth in power, and the miracles were just a signpost that God was doing something in your life. I don't know what you're looking for from God through this season. Maybe you're looking for healing, it's in the heart of God. You're looking for financial breakthrough, it's in the heart of God. You're looking to understand who the Father is and He has made Himself available to you that the more you know Him, you become like Him. That word glory means the full elimination 
apparent view and manifestation of the Father's nature, doing, and perspective. So when God is introducing Jesus full or the brightness of his glory, he's saying, I'm introducing a full illumination. In other words, a full expose, apparent view, and manifestation of the Father's nature. Jesus is 100% God, 100% man. And then God says, of my doing and perspective. And God wants you to know this message that he wants you to know him the way he sees you. He sees you as a, a full manifestation of his nature. That is so good. God sees you as a full manifestation of his nature. God sees me as a full manifestation of his nature. And in that nature, <laughs> I am made whole. I'm like the, like the woman with the issue of blood was made whole instantly. Because her faith was based in the glory of God, the perspective of God, and who she was in Christ. She said she made up her mind. There was a message that was in her spirit that transferred to her mind, and she believed who God was, and God manifested who he was in her. You know, when you play sports, I used to play a lot of sports, and sometimes at the end of the game, uh, it's, it's like a tiebreaker in tennis, and things are getting tight, Th things are getting tough. I remember the coaches would, would begin talking to, to, to us from wherever they are, they're like, get back to the basics. In other words, don't do any tricks. Let the goal be for you to get the ball over the net. Let the other person make the mistake. And maybe Christmas, maybe the season of the birth of, of, of Jesus is really all geared around you to put aside everything you've been fighting for, for you to lay aside everything that you've wanted, to, for you to lay aside even your personal desire for a moment and just be like, Father, I want to know your heart. If everything else doesn't work the way I so choose it to be now, I'm confident that you love me. I'm confident that you care for me. I'm confident that there's nobody in this world who understands my value the way you do. I'm confident that I'm your temple and your Holy Spirit dwells in me. I'm confident that who you are, what you've done, and what you are doing and what you're going to do is making a way where there seems to be no way for me. I want to give you a slight picture of what happened when Jesus was born or in the era that he was born, maybe even the year that he was born. The Romans had already tried to respect their local religion beliefs through a surrogate king called Herod. Herod ordered that all the babies under two years to be killed. This is Around the time Jesus is about to be born, all this is happening. And in the year that he was born, the state, 
because Herod had died and had left so much turmoil in the country. The state was in political turmoil. Conservatives, liberals, religious sects, idolatry was at its highest. Poverty was like everyday people. Prostitution, disease, sorcery, division, grievances. Even cities like Sephoris, four miles away from Nazareth, and Jericho were under siege by Jewish revolt leaders. Sephoris is just four miles away from Nazareth. That means Mary and Joseph were going through war. They were in a war zone. They were in a civil dispute. They were in the middle of chaos. And here comes an angel from God saying, Mary, you're going to bear a son. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you and you give birth to a son and his name shall be Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I'm going to tell you this. But just like Mary was going through all this chaos, there were other insurgencies. Mary believed the word of God in that instant. I can't imagine what it was like. Did you know that that year Passover was canceled? Instead, it was a bloodbath over three thousand of the resistance was killed. That year as well, Pentecost was canceled because the Jews seized the Roman garrison, and another 2,000 Jews were hung on gallows. And although Rome marched through Jerusalem and instituted some order, another 2,000 plus died by crucifixion. So martyrdom... (laughs) was always a driving force in their political system. But what I'm trying to emphasize here is even crucifixion was a part of the system before Jesus or when Jesus was still a baby. Sickness, poverty, idolatry in the very people that Jesus is coming in to save. I'm talking to you. We may be going through COVID right now, but there's a Savior that has been born in our hearts through the Word of God, that our hearts need to draw to. I'm telling you, there's something on the inside of us that has to get started up because we have the Spirit that knows the mind of Christ who dwells in us. And it says, we who were lost in sin, in Ephesians, have been quickened by this same Spirit. Yes, order was restored in Jerusalem, but the darkness remained in their hearts because the people had only been overpowered physically, but their hearts were still dark. This is a glimpse at the stage and landscape that shaped the ministry of Jesus. You see, without understanding this, you would not understand the ministry of Jesus. Even though he was the Word of God, he was no less who he was at two years old than who he was at 30 because the Spirit of God dwelt and lived in him. The Bible says in Luke 2.52 that he grew in favor with God and in favor with man. He was growing in favor while the nation was in turmoil. The nation had no leader. Leaders were fighting each other. Rome had to call in help to bring the Jewish nation Back to order. Jesus' life wasn't merely a prelude to his death. And he's teaching just a resource on how to be good for heaven. Jesus is the message of hope 
for the world. Jesus is the message of peace for the world. Jesus is the perspective that God has for you and I, that we are made whole in Christ Jesus. God wasn't after the kingdom like we knew it, because if God was after the kingdom of Rome, if God was after the leadership of the Jewish nation, if God was after power first, if God was after authority, then the gospel would never make sense. All he had to do was come with the angels of heaven. But God chose to humble himself and empty himself of all the glories of heaven and come in as a man because the problem of mankind was in the heart. The heart was dark. And the darkness that was being portrayed was in the heart of man. And when Jesus came, the Bible says he came as light that even the darkness could not comprehend. He showed up in ways that I could not even fully explain because nobody in their generation was expecting him to come that way. I don't know what you're expecting of him, but if God, if the gospel of the Father is after you knowing the heart of the Father, then Jesus is not after your riches. He's after your heart because out of the heart comes the issues of life. Out of the heart, everything that we're dealing with is, is rooted in the heart of man. And this light that Jesus shines, this light that I'm talking about in, in, in time past unto, unto the fathers by the prophets in those last days, spoken unto us by his son who he has appointed heir of all things, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, upholding all things by his word of his power, by him, by he, by whom our sins were forgiven once and for all. You see, there wouldn't be a death and resurrection if there wasn't a birth. And here is, is, is Jesus in all of his glory laying in a manger, the future of this world, the hope of this world, the light of the gospel of the world, the heart of the Father, and heaven is rejoicing. And the first people there are, are farmers and the magis. Everybody brings everything in the middle of chaos. And that's why you see the gospel of Jesus doesn't care your situation, doesn't care where you're standing because it's the solution. Once you are transformed by the gospel, you immediately become an ambassador. You see, the, the shepherds did not have to understand salvation. The angels said salvation to all men. And they came looking for salvation <laughs> in a manger. The wise men followed the star all the way down because they were looking and knew the prophecy about the king of kings that was going to be born in Bethlehem. And here they were looking for that message. I want to pass this on to you. This is the message of hope. This is the season of hope. And yes, I say it, knowing what's going on all around us. This is the season for your transformation. I 
I almost sense in my spirit that this, before this year ends, God's going to demonstrate much more greatness by his supernatural spirit into your heart, into your home, into your house. And even as I'm talking right now, some of you are getting a revelation of who Jesus truly is for you, that he wants to know you. He wants to heal you. He has actually already healed you, and you begin to access everything that he has made available to you by his word into your heart and begin to reproduce it like a tree. The issue is not the power. Dr. T. Osborne said it the best, that maybe what we lack more is the gospel, the true image of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he has done, and what he's doing in, in our lives. The, I'll finish with this. It says in Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 at the bottom on verses 3 where it says, Who being the brightness of his glory, the full illumination, apparent view, and manifestation of the Father's nature, doing and perspective, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. The word. When, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat at the right hand, said, at the right hand of the majesty on high. The place at the right hand side of God is not like there's a side left and right. No, that's the place of authority. If I was Pastor Dwayne's right-hand man, I wouldn't have to be on either side of him. <laughs> it means when I speak, Pastor Dwayne has spoken. Jesus is, is seating in the authority of Jesus Christ, far above all rule, power, principalities, and dominion. And he did that so you could live free and be an ambassador of the gospel here on earth. That means if there's sickness in your body that limits you from being an ambassador of Christ here in this, earth, in this world, we declare you healed right now in the name of Jesus. Pain, I command you to flee. I, I, oh man, back pain, I command you to be healed right now. Nothing shall hinder the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Eyes, I declare clear sight for somebody watching right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Uncle Payne, I declare you healed in the name of Jesus. Foot, I declare you to be in motion right now. May your people see the glory of God, the perspective of God on their lives. May our faith that has been moving mountains in our life, become manifest into our lives. I see another one with a throat problem. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Shoulders, shoulder pain, be healed in the name of Jesus. If I'm mentioning you and you want to talk with us, please put it in, in, the, in the comments. Share with us. There's a financial need. Let us know your heart. Father, we come to you and we humble ourselves that we may know you more and more each and every single day of our lives. If the glory of the law caused Moses to hide his face, 
and expose our sin nature. <laughs> the glory of the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, the brightness of the glory came that we may live free of all sin, but also become the righteousness of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing it in every single home that right now that if they believe, they will see the glory of God and start walking in the power of your presence. Begin to test it out. Move that neck. Begin to work that miracle. Begin to work that leg. Begin to move that back because the glory of God is in your house and peace be still. And maybe you're watching this now and you're wondering, David, I want to know this God. Well, today is your day because it says, they that believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you, you become saved immediately. You become ent entitled to all of this understanding of who Christ is. And your growth and nature begins to grow. Let us know in the, in the comments, is people ready to lead you there as well? Let us know if you give your life to Christ today. Let us know if you want to know more about Christ but if you don't mind, say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. That in of myself, I don't deserve, but you so fit. That I may come into your presence. And have your spirit dwell in me. That I may live free from the law of the flesh. The desire of sin. And the penalty of sin. I thank you for accepting me. I thank you for welcoming me into the heart. I thank you for giving me a hunger for more of you. And most importantly... I thank you for saving me. Through your might name, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, you are saved not because you said that prayer, but because you allowed the message of God to give you an inner witness, which means you were sealed by the Spirit of God that knows the mind of Christ, that knows who Christ is. Let us hear from you, and may God richly bless you. Thank you.